If you're just now tuning in, welcome to the Drive-In Speaker Box podcast. You missed the whole intro sound, but we're here. That's something. Yeah, we're, we're here. We did it. Um, yeah, for the next hour and some change, we're going to be we're going to be talking to you about movies. We've already been talking to our friends in the Twitch pre-show. Uh, if you guys follow us over on Twitch, you can get into that fun. We do broadcast this live every Monday night at 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. Uh, over on Twitch, just go to twitch.tv slash the drive speaker box. You can also follow us on Facebook Live or YouTube Live, wherever it is live that you want to see the show. You can participate because it is all simulcasted, which is pretty fun. But or you could just download this this audio version. And so if you're looking at the title of the the show and you're watching it live and you're like, what are they talking about with AI? Jake, you don't know this because I haven't even told you this yet. But Podbean, Podbean is like a a hosting service that we use for our podcast. And, you know, if you listen to the show or you watch the show pretty regularly, you'll know that we, you know, we talk about science fiction. We're both pretty sci-fi, you know, oriented dudes. Mm. And AI, you know, is is a thing that is becoming more and more present in our world. And just last week when I was uploading our episode, it was like, do you guys want to try the new AI feature where AI just like listens to your show and then like edits it for you and then like creates a description for you and then posts it for you. And I'm like, okay, fuck it. Let's try it. And it's, yeah, it was weird. And I'm like, all right, let's, let's, let's go. And it, it took about 30 minutes and it really, really, really weirded me out because it listened to the show. It listened to every bit of it and wrote a really weird description of you talking about like Bollywood movies and me talking about other movies. It was strange. And then I didn't listen to the whole audio version of the podcast, but it like edit edited little parts, which was very strange. So yeah, I, I guess we're going to try it again this week. So I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's just a weird thing. So get it live before the computer overlords scrub it over and then show you what they think you want to hear. Anyway, here we are. All right. Well, let's catch up in the chat here just a little bit. Vince says, yeah, never mind what he said there. Google Podcasts ends in April, <laughs> according to Velvet Santa on Twitch. Tony over on YouTube. Hey, man. He says, hey, guys, remind me what the audio intro snippet is from again. That's the that's the theme song to the Drive-In Speaker Box. That was, that's actually custom made. You will only hear it here on the Drive-In Speaker Box. So that is, that is our intro and song. So, yeah. It's from the same guy that wrote the theme song to Mr. Show with Bob and David. So that's, if it feels thematically similar, that's why. Yeah, so anyway, it's been a week. Some some news happened. We both saw movies. We did. We both ran into each other at the theater, like <laughs> unplanned, which is always funny. And it's funny, I was, I was standing over I here. I was about to say the way. <laughs> I was standing, you know, over to the side waiting for my impossible nuggets to be pulled out the fryer, which was working for the first time since, I don't know, 2023. Mm-hmm. And I like, I see Jake over in the corner. He hadn't seen me yet. And he's standing in line in the A-list line, like about to lose his absolute shit because like people in the plea line were getting served before him. And he's like, I paid $20 a month to be better than these damn people. I didn't say that or like that. I did say. You did say this. I did say the words that I pay money to be better, better than, than them. Even. I did say that. <laughs> I was. The girl heard you because she was like, oh. she's like all of 12. And No, she's there every week. She sees me every week, which is part of the problem. And the two people standing in front of me in the A-list line didn't have the 
effing A-list. And it's like, <laughs> if, you, if you stand in the A-list line and you walk up and you don't present your A-list, and get your you a should be sent the to the back of the plebe line. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I have given them money monthly for five years. It's been a minute. We've both been A-list members for a I while. I was with them through COVID. Mm-hmm. As soon as they were like, do you want your A-list reactivated? The moment it was available, I was like, yeah, take me back to the movies. I'll put on a mask. Two seats on either side of me. Perfect. I love it. I was there. And then they're letting the plea blind and an idiot go in front of me. Mm-hmm. No. He wasn't having it. And, and it- then our movie theater had front speakers only. Well, you are sitting with your back against the back wall. Did you have rear speakers or side speakers? I didn't have a problem with it, but uh, yeah, it the, okay. the rear speakers weren't firing too Point hard. Is yeah. It was a little quiet. About to be upset when but we both theater. We both saw Argyle. And that's the point of that story. So yelled at the girl numerous times. Yeah. I'm for a sandwich. It was it was an experience. But we're gonna be talking about Argyle later in the show. And also, I guess we should just go ahead and start with the sad news. Yeah. And I will I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pull this up even though there is a poster of it right back behind us here. But there's a close-up image on the screen above you. We lost Carl Weathers this week, and that was that was sad. If you don't know Carl Weathers, then you're missing out. <laughs> Where have you been? You, you, dude, dude, he's... He's in everything. Like, yeah, he's Apollo. Well, I mean, he he was Bennett, you know, Pushing too many pencils, or no, Dylan. He was like, Dylan. "They got you pushing too many pencils, eh, Dylan?" Yeah, what's the matter? CIA have you too pushing too many pencils? Yeah, dude. I mean, he is just—he's just been a really cool. What was that? What was it? Was it Action Jackson? Was was he in that? Wanna, yeah, like it, yeah, it was he was he was Detective Jericho Jackson and Action Jackson. He was Chubbs and, and Happy Gilmore. Oh, uh, he's just he was he was himself in Arrested Development, which was a really great role because he was like down on his luck. Him who would work for a sandwich if you've watched that show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, dude, Carl Weathers was well, and everybody so cool. that worked with him said that he was just such. A cool, fun, hilarious guy to work with. And then, of course, a lot of people discovered him again. Young people discovered him by, you know, his his part in the in the Mandalorian. Mm. And I I just watched a thing the other day. I think it was right before he passed about him talking about being on set on Predator. All of the interviews with the dudes on Predator and like their like workouts together and off screen competition with like. Jesse the body and Arnold and Carl Weathers all just being like the most bulked up dudes. Yeah, that what a set to be on. So, yeah, I mean, a sad day, a sad day losing Carl Weathers. So pour one out. A great time to revisit any of your favorite Carl Weathers films. Uh, Vince said he talked about in the discord how Carl Weathers made up the character of Carl Weathers in Arrested Development. (laughs) That's pretty funny. He's like, what if I'm like basically homeless but i'm me and they just maybe he just wanted to eat while he was on set and he the was man like love sandwiches yeah what if i'm broke and and they have to feed me to hang out with them yeah well so that was that was a sad a sad moment but let's jump into some some fun news speaking of things that we thought were going to be done jim carrey was like yeah i'm retiring he's like not going to retire. Coming back for Sonic the Hedgehog 3. <laughs> Coming back just to be Robotnik. Huh? Which I'm okay with because somehow, by some magical 
weirdness, those movies are fun and they're good. That's true. And I'll take another one. Yes, please. I haven't been upset out of not. Yeah, me either. Not, like not really. Maybe like little tidbits, but the, they've been good. Surprisingly yeah. good. In other news and streaming news, which all things are moving towards, everybody, you know, like we well, like we predicted when Netflix was doing their password sharing crackdown, and it's like, Netflix, I'm canceling. I'm not going to do this. This is bullshit. And then, of course, Netflix does it first. And guess what? Now Disney is like, here we go. So Disney Plus, Hulu, ESPN Plus, they have announced their deadline of password cracking as well. So that's going to come to an end because Netflix already figured out how to do it. So now everybody else is going to follow suit. I need. <laughs> I haven't logged into my Prime Video since they announced ads. I need to see if I'm just automatically being charged the extra dollars. Yeah, uh, which is probably what I'd opt in for anyhow because living through a commercial would just about drive me nuts. Or if if I have commercials on my movies, I have not watched a movie yet on Prime. I just haven't been watching a lot of things at home, and I haven't seen the ads. You got any other, you got some fun news? Oh, yeah. Well, fun news. Speaking of Disney here, because, of course, there is news on the Lion King prequel, Mufasa v. Lion King. Okay, all right. The man that's taken over the voice for Mufasa, Aaron Pierre, talked about that. And, you know, basically he said that there's full plans to just make you hate everything about Mufasa. It's like, come on, man. The movie starts and it's about Simba and it's about Simba for a reason. Mufasa is supposed to be there. You don't need to go and explore young Mufasa and see that he was like a rowdy doucher in his youth and he like mistreated Scar and that's why Scar is a villain because they're probably going to make it where everyone's sympathetic towards Scar and Mufasa is like really like a butthole until he learns that he needs to be a better person. I don't need to see People love these stories right now. I don't need to see the Mufasa redemption. He needs to just stay James Earl Jones. In the cloud. Yeah, like... Be the cloud dad. Be, like, the cool dad. Yeah, but instead... Because I know we all have dad issues, and can we just all, like, say, hey, at least there was this Disney lion dad that that was good. You yeah. Know? We but, and as Tim, Tim on... Timbo Sippy on YouTube, he says, we all know how it ends anyway, so... Yeah, but see, they're going to make it... They're most likely going to make it where he's some sort of butthole, because he's the popular, good-looking one, and scars the skin off-colored one with a scar and they already did it in the cartoons where they called scar scar because he got a scar what was his name before it was scar they're just so mean about it so there you go you're gonna have that and then also disney but kind of not disney winnie the pooh blood and honey 2 the trailer dropped. The trailer and you, you get to see weird bloody mouthed tigger and lots of like flaming chain yeah. chainsaws does ttfn now stand for something else like you know no no longer ta-ta for now but more like you know <laughs> i don't know i don't know what would what it would stand for like tear tear n word did, did it oh not an n word i don't know moving on what's a, what's a what's a murder word that starts with n uh nail sure was that in the trailer? Taught off for now? I don't know. That's what that's Tigger's catchphrase. He goes, TTFM, taught off for now. I've, and he like bounces away. I've never heard that. Seriously? Yeah. Did you ever watch Winnie the Pooh? I did. How? I don't remember that. That's like, that's Tigger. Really? I mean, everybody has their cat. Like, that's as synonymous as Eeyore going, 
Thanks for noticing me. Well, Eeyore's my boy, uh, so everything with Tigger, he was he was too ramped up, and 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 he, he was just like you bouncing tuned, you everywhere. Tuned him out. Yeah, uh, yeah. Tigger was lame. Rabbit was lame. Owl was lame. Rabbit was lame. E- Eeyore's my boy because Eeyore's real. He's just like drowning in the river and being carried away, and he's like, "Just let me go. Don't want to bother." I'm like, "This is me. This is me." Yeah, Eeyore rules. But yeah, you get to see Tigger. Yeah, see, TTFN told you, but I want to. I want to know what the murder Tigger says. I know what TTFN means. Who knows? But also, things that shouldn't exist. Jurassic World Four has even more updates. What was just last week? They talked about how they got the original Jurassic Park and Lost World script writer to come in. Well, now apparently Universal has hired David Leach to direct it. Okay. You know, John Wick, Deadpool 2. Why does everything have to be such an action movie? You know, the first Jurassic Park wasn't that big of an action movie. It was more of a suspense and horror movie. Like, I mean, it was just like I was watching the trailer for the umpteenth time for Ghostbusters Frozen Diablo Chapter 5 or whatever the fuck is going on in that, that movie. And... I, it was reminding me of a conversation I've been having with maybe some of the people in, in our Driving Speaker Rock Discord, but I was having the conversation somewhere about why does it all have to be like an action movie now? Like the old Ghostbuster movie was a comedy mm. and it was kind of slow and it had some like fun moments. That's true. When you go back and watch it, you're like, wow, it's moving so Mo- slow. Most of the movie was... Not like Bustin makes me feel good. And now like all of it is Bustin, Bustin, Bustin. And they've got like jetpacks and and ice spikes coming up like day after tomorrow style on the beach. And then a Diablo character comes out with the horns. And then and then of course Bill Murray's like, oh, tall, dark, and horny. And everyone's like, oh, you know, and then Paul Paul Rudd is like, I'm Ant-Man. You know, and it's too much action. There's drones flying around and like just that's why nobody's like super into these movies like the old ones is because mm. it's n- not everything has to be a GD in action movie. Yeah. Vince came up with a good one for your ta-ta for now. Making it terror, terror, frightening nightmare. Hell yeah. I like that one. And Dina says it's the marvelization of everything. And, 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 and yes, like it's just, I feel like we're, we're as an audience, a collective audience, we respond like with our dollars to these crazy, wild, ridiculous, brain numbing spectacles. And we're, we get too nervous about spending our admission price on a movie that we may not know what it is or what it's about or who these actors are or if I'm going to like it. But you know, the, uh, Hey dude, fucking truck jumping through, shooting a laser gun at a ghost that came out of a kid's backpack. Hell yeah, man. And like, there's enough of those people that are going to go, I don't even have to think about what it's about. I know it's got Bill Murray still. I know it's got ghosts. I saw Slimer get that kid. Sign me up. Has he got a popcorn bucket I can stick my dick in? Sign (laughs) me up. Dude, okay, so, (laughs) hey, we were at the theater and saw the Dune popcorn bucket. That was the other thing I exclaimed out loud after I was uh, pissed about the plebes. It's was you real, showed man. me, you pointed out the bucket, and I was like, "Oh, you can put your dick in that thing." Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then everyone there was just like, "I mean, yeah, yeah." I mean, even Saturday Night Live did a skit on it this weekend oh, about they? the Dune popcorn bucket, and you know, you know, you 
know that a product designer made that and was like, and then you know, you know, you know they took it to the marketing at AMC and somebody was like, and then you know, you know someone greenlit it going, the internet is going to love this and we're going to feign ignorance and it's going to be a popcorn butthole. And... (laughs) They did, and every and, and they were right. Yeah, there's no way that someone didn't be like, "You guys, what were you thinking? Am I the here? only one seeing this?" And everyone's like, no. <laughs> right. "Let's see how far we can get this to market." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. everyone's getting beat off in Dune. <laughs> uh, which talking about Gitter Dune, talking about jerk off fest here in a podcast interview on this dude josh horowitz happy sad confused podcast matthew vaughn and henry cavill were on there uh, and matthew vaughn said that he has a new project coming up with chris hemsworth and sam rockwell and he's not saying anything about it yet but he does say that it's he's expecting it to have the same kind of impact that kick-ass movie had is going to be another comic book movie uh. who knows but you got thor and with Justin Hammer in it, you got some Marvel alums. If it's a, if Sam Rockwell's in it, sign me up, man. That is a default pass that I'm gonna go see that movie. Really? I will watch any movie that Sam Rockwell is in. I went and saw that that Agatha Christie one that was pretty good, just because he was in it. Man, he's just he. I love watching Sam Rockwell. What if you watched a Sam Rockwell movie and he didn't dance in it? How would that make you feel? I've seen movies that he didn't dance in. Like what? Well, I mean, as Velvet Santa just pointed out on Twitch, he was in the first Ninja Turtles movie, didn't dance. Are you sure? I mean, it's not in the movie. Is he not one of those, like, uh, Foot Clan that's, like, in the background this of, like... This is how the... we do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah, because he's, like, cigarettes, and then off screen, he, he like... Regular a menthol. Yeah. No, nah, dude, he didn't... I don't think... Did he dance in Moon? I think he did dance. He was all by himself up yeah, there. He had he, to entertain himself. He was definitely up he there. Was dancing up there. I don't know if Seven Psychopaths. I don't think he danced in Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri, which I love that movie as well. Pretty sure he danced in Jojo Rabbit, which again is oh, oh good. yeah, oh dude, he is really good in Jojo Rabbit because so he good. he redeems himself just a little bit after he's being after he's a uh-huh. terrible Nazi. Yeah, I forgot that he's in that. He's in so he's many so good, good in that movie. He's in so many good things. Yeah, like. I'll give him a pass for being in the remake of Poltergeist, but that's why I went and saw it. I was like, oh, he's Sam in Galaxy Rockwell's Quest. Be- that's oh my God, movie. he's in Galaxy Quest. But he's he's Zayford Beeblebrox in in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Who is that? I don't. He's the guy with the head. That- it was the. I don't remember that movie. I, I can't. Do you never listen to the audio, like the BBC audio? dramas they're really good you should listen mm-hmm. to them little audiobooks of they're fantastic man hmm. fantastic well so the, there you go there's going to be a movie another one by the dude that did argyle with bringing sam rockwell back and this time it's going to have all four in it but sitting next to him in that podcast was henry cavill who mm-hmm. plays argyle and is superman and he talked about the highlander movie yeah because he's going to be in the highlander reboot remake sequel who knows whatever and he's making it sound kind of cool because when Henry Cavill gets on a project on stuff, he's a fan. And that's kind of the thing that you need in a lot of these 
stuff like the Warhammer project. He's an executive producer uh, as well as someone that's going to be starring in it and stuff, Mm -hmm. uh, which is good news. But he's like a fan of Highlander. And he talked about the TV show and stuff. Uh, And he said he couldn't tell how much of the TV show is going to end up in this new movie with the lore and stuff like that. But it does sound that like at least someone who's starring in it is like someone who cares about it. The only thing that I hope that they address from the TV show is how many, where, where are they putting that sword? You know what I'm saying? In Those, the jacket where they just... Yeah, but he'll he'll like do tuck and rolls and like all this kind of stuff. And then and then all of a well, sudden he's like, and also samurai sword. Yeah, and Duncan never has it in a sheath either. It's yeah, just, just always like, on sheath. How is it? And But then it, it can make sparks because it's so sharp and slice through like handrails. Mm-hmm. But how is it not cutting through his jacket or him? I, I guess he doesn't care if it cuts through him. Yeah, because unless it's his neck. Yeah, but it probably still yeah. hurts, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, it's annoying. You yeah, know? like when old, when Connor is just getting murked by that dude in France with the rapier over and over because he's drunk as hell. Like, he cares enough that he's like, done. Yeah, like it hurts, right? When the Kurgan stabs him, it hurts. Yeah, I'm getting stabbed hurts. Yeah. But maybe the new movie will have the Watchers and stuff in it, so that's kind of I mean, cool. That'd be cool. Bringing the TV lore kind of stuff. Cool. But uh, yeah, there's maybe maybe Highlander won't be so bad. But at the same time, I'm kind of upset with old Henry Cavill continuing to be in these things that like I like and enjoy, and and making it where people are looking at it and they're going to want to ruin it. Don't ruin my Warhammer. Don't ruin it. Don't don't ruin my Highlander. Don't ruin it. Don't Come. don't do it. Just don't. Yeah. Be cool. Hopefully it'll be good. Yeah. You got any other news? Nah. Oh, before I, think I jump into new releases? I think that's it. Okay. Well, there are new movies coming out this weekend, you guys. And there are a bunch. A lot of them are kind of going to just streaming but we're going to mention a few perfect days is going to be coming out in theaters this week this is a written and directed by wim winders it's about this janitor in japan just living his life Uh, it's i got a lot of olive branches on on this Uh, it's getting a lot of really positive reviews about just a beautiful life in the day of this this guy who's passionate and just cares about life. It's it's starring Koji Yakusho. If you've seen him in a lot of stuff, he's 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 pretty cool. You maybe have not seen a lot of stuff that you know about, but he's been in a lot of American movies like Thirteen Assassins, Memoirs of a Geisha, Babel. He's but you know he primarily is a Japanese star, but he's very good at what he does. Rarely do you see. Actors like him cross over and then, you know, I mean, you've obviously got like your big ones, but like old uh, dude from Bullet Train plays Scorpion. Oh, and last Hiroyuki, Samurai, um, Hiroyuki Sonata. Sonata yeah. yeah. He's, oh, you know, or uh, Ken Watanabe. And I want to say Koji Yakusho was also in a lot of old Takeshi Kitano films. And I oh. think that's where I first discovered for him. So he's. Cool dude. But that's coming out in theaters, probably expanded, limited to expanded, maybe not nationwide. Isn't it like he he meets a girl and kind of like teaches her okay. how to just enjoy be like life yeah. a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. I remember the trailer on that. I saw it like on Godzilla or 
the heron and the boy and the heron or something like that. Mm-hmm. It looked pretty good. But it's won a lot of awards already in, in film fests and international film fests. And, you know, I think from the trailer, it kind of looks like, you know, a young person would look at this man's life and be like, why are you happy? You're a janitor, right? And what about life is important? And he runs into this runaway and is like, look, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not all clean in toilets. But anyway, it looks good. I'll probably see it if it comes around here. So there's that. Also coming out is Out of Darkness from director Andrew Cumming. It's about the the Stone Age, a desperate gang of early humans banding together in search of a new land. It's from Stage 6 in Bleecker Street. But when they suspect a malevolent mystical being is hunting them down, the clan are forced to confront a danger they never envisioned. I remember seeing the trailer for this a while back because it reminded me of like quest for fire and stuff Mm. where they're not speaking English. It's like this kind of made up language, a lot of it in subtitles, but it's got kit. Yeah. Chukumodu. You've been seeing these up and comers coming around, but you know, it, it looks interesting. I I don't know if it's going to get a lot of traction at the box office, but I think it looks pretty cool. Yeah. It looked kind of freaky. I watched the, the trailer for it. It's just, it'll probably be lame when I like, get the end of it. It's just like a bear or something. Yeah. And I saw Kit Young first in the show on Netflix called shadow and bone. And he was pretty good in that one. And I was like, ah, I'm going to start seeing him quite a bit. He, he, he was good. So here he is in a, in a, in a feature length that is coming out. Let's see what else is coming out. Uh, Turning red, which is a, <laughs> that's one of those where the movie already came out, but Disney's putting it in the theater. is like, it's official. Yeah. Non COVID release or something was like that. that. Disney Just like plus movie. Cause yeah, they're doing it like they did with soul. Yes. Where it's like the movie's been out. You've, you could have seen it, but, but this now, is, as like, being in a theater and it's about that the 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 girl that turns into like a big giant red panda Mm -hmm. or whatever so that's getting some theatrical treatment uh what else is coming out i think the big one that everybody's talking about that's everybody's going to want to see is lisa frankenstein this is from director zelda williams written by the one and only diablo cody everybody knows diablo cody even though she hasn't done a whole ton of stuff but the stuff that she has done everybody's like oh my god diablo cody because she did jennifer's body and juno and tully and she is just kind of this prolific feminist writer that makes these extremely quirky and interesting comedies but lisa frankenstein it's a coming of rage quote unquote love story about a teenager and her crush who happens to be a corpse after a set of horrific circumstances bring him back to life the two embark on a journey to find love happiness and a few missing body parts is it like a remake of my boyfriend's back did you ever watch that now that you think about it kind of yeah i watched that a bunch when i was a kid that's an interesting because that was a movie about a 50s girl with a zombie boyfriend. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. He kind of, and, and the boyfriend of this reminds me of Billy Butcherson from Hocus Pocus. Mm. And I'm sure there's, there's a lot of elements being, being pulled here, but I'll, I'll probably see this because it looks, it's got zombies and it's fun. And Diablo Cody is a pretty decent writer. Like I've, I've liked a lot of her other movies that she wrote. 
Well, and has Zelda Williams been doing a lot of directing? I haven't heard anything about this, but I haven't been looking into it. That's Robin Williams' daughter. Yeah, nothing big. You know, as far as I know, she has been directing some things, but mostly music videos, short films, things like this. I think this is going to be her, like... First feature length? First feature length. Yeah, I think this is her first feature length film. But she's But she's been in a lot of stuff because of, you know, who she is, but... But yeah, this is her first. I think yeah, first. I'm I'm looking. I'm pulling up her IMDb page now, and I'm not seeing, mm. not seeing any other big directorial things. No. So this is her first feature length. So cool. Could be interesting. Well, how about it? Let's see here. Was there anything else I wanted to mention? No, no. It's Frankenstein. I watched my boyfriend's back. Did he? Yeah. I that that, that checks out. That checks out for Velvet Santa. But those are the movies that are coming out in theaters near you this weekend. This will be, what, February 9th, 2024? So you can check your local listings, find those movies. and So that's going to be the Valentine's Day movie then, huh? Yeah, hmm. probably so. Valentine's Day. Blech. So stupid. What a... What a what a dumb holiday. I'll be working. We're doing a big Valentine's menu because we are we too are selling out to capitalism's idea of of romance. And we'll be having some featured menu items at pinpoint and some ho- holiday Valentine's cocktails. So there you go. Vince is asking if we're interested in the Final Fantasy CGI movie from Fathom Events. I never liked that movie. Did you did you like Advent Children. That, that was the, the FF seven. No, your the spirits within was That's like the one I remember. Advent yeah. Children was like the FF seven one that was like. I don't think I ever really gave it a shot. You know, after Final Fantasy and me, like we we fell really out of out of touch by about that time that the the spirits within movie came out and i'm like eh. yeah post ff10 was a bad time well, uh, and i never really like i stopped following the lore of the games too well because it didn't matter anymore because you had sequels and the whole purpose of final fantasy was the entire premise of those games is the final tale of a dying world that's the entire premise which is why it's the final fantasy so each game should have nothing to do with the other game. There might be elements of them, like in the English version, you have yep. Sid and Biggs and Wedge that'll be different in every universe. But like one, two, and three all had some like coherence, right? Mm-hmm. There was like the black wizards and the white wizards. The classes and, the- and stuff like that, but the story in the world is completely different. Okay. That's the whole thing, right? Because you're going to have the classes and the magic and and all of that in, in each one. But the the tales are different, like FF7 with whatever their dumb world is, dying from over being being over industrialized. And then FF Earth. Yeah. And then FF8, you know, you have like they're the the rogue. What do you call them? Like people for hire, soldiers for hire. Oh, mercenaries. Mercenaries and stuff like that. And, but there's like the time skips and Ultimecia's trying to destroy everything. And then you have FF9 where it's like the whole completely different world where you have Kuja and the uh, Fat Queen and the Rat People and Zidane, Monkey Man, like weird tales. And then FF10 where it's another time skip of like a super advanced sci-fi world being thrown back into tribal times because like the the haunting memories. Did you play all these games? Hell yeah. Okay. 
I'm like, you have a very, very detailed knowledge. Dude, of what I used happened. to be super into Final Fantasy, playing it all the way from SNES to FF10. But as soon as like FF11, there's a sequel. I was like, you ruined it. You ruined it. Then that's not even the Final Fantasy. It's like exactly. You know, yeah. They need to start calling it like penultimate fantasy, and then there's like five sequels. Well, uh, FF10 too. They had FF10 too. FF11 was its own thing. No one cared about. 12 was like, and then 14 is set in the same universe as 11 or 12 or something like that. And it's an MMO. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Final Fantasy. Yeah. Like you said, became very upsetting as soon as they decided to disregard the premise. As soon as they pulled a Disney and they're like, what if instead Kingdom of Hearts. principles, there was dollars. Do they still use materia? No. I don't know. We don't need to go into it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So I, I guess the point of it is. I've watched Advent Children enough on VCD when, when it was released. I don't know that I would pay to go watch it in a movie theater. Well, right on. Well, yeah, that was an interesting spiral into Final Fantasy. Let's review. Let's review Argyle. Final Fantasy did always have good music. You're right. You guys want to talk about Argyle, the movie that we watched that was in theaters uh, just this, this weekend? Directed by Matthew Vaughn, written by Jason Fuchs. Yeah, it's got the cast. We told you the other day, Henry Cavill, Bryce Dallas Howard, Sam Rockwell, Brian Cranston. You know, that's that's the most John Cena is kind of in there for shits and giggles. But Mm -hmm. uh, but that's your cast for the most part. And this movie is very Matthew Vaughn in a way that to me felt like. He didn't really know how to stick the landing here, unlike mm-hmm. he has with some of the Kingsman movies. This is it was marketed very much like a Kingsman movie, even with a freaking like post credit weird teaser scene, like alluding to the fact that this might be somehow related to the Kingsman world. There is a he he talked about that in that podcast. <laughs> I read I about, it. about it earlier. And yeah, they were okay. like saying, oh, well, maybe we will make a movie about the book Argyle and not this meta movie, which is a movie about the book author Argyle. And there's like, I don't know. They were, I think they were trying to get way more layered and in a, in a movie that is not doing well at the box office. So that whatever idea he thought he had is probably not going to get greenlit. So with that said, yeah, with that said, in short, it's colorful and it's fun at times. Right. And, and, and that's really what it's Matthew Vaughn. Yeah, and that's really what, you know, it's it's appealing to a lowest common denominator type thing. It's very colorful, and and, and it's fun at times. Stylistically, With- Matthew Vaughn does great work. Like- yeah. There was there's an action sequence there at the towards the end with smoke and choreography that's so Matthew Vaughn and it's fun to watch but then it follows it up with an ice skating sequence that makes you it's so eye rollingly cringy that you're like what the hell is going on <laughs> and then that's the other part of it is that it's it's so extremely predictable yeah and, all and, these twists and has a, a couple of pretty severe moments of of cringe. Uh, so that anything that would add some substance to it or make it where you're really drawn in and be like, what? Yeah. No. They, or like, whoa, that's cool. No, you see it coming from like a mile away. Well, they drag it on too long to where you, the viewer, can figure it out yeah, way before true. they put it in any sort of exposition. Yeah. And and they they pl- the 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 way they plot things out in it is just so easy for you to connect dots way before the movie gets there. And so as soon as they're like, and here's the reveal, you're like, 
Yeah, we know. Cool. Can we get past that? We because, already figured it yeah, out. Because like, now it's it's boring already. And each time that occurred, which is several times, least a several times, I was like, there it is. Okay, cool. Moving on. Yeah. It's like, the, why did you do the dramatic pause when you've already been setting it up for like an hour? So what this movie did well is, you know, it, it, it carried that sort of meta narrative of there's a story within a story within a story here, which was handled pretty decently with some of these writing in the script. Because having the characters of like Sam Rockwell and Henry Cavill flashback in, in and out was was very creative editing. It was very fun and very engaging at first until it kind of got hammered in and then there was a twist and there was a that and there was a whatever. And and it kind of made you realize that this movie was ex- very much carried on the weight of, or the, sh- the carried on the shoulders of some amazing talented people. Like Brian Cranston is so freaking talented. Sam Rockwell is unbelievably talented. Henry Cavill, Bryce Dallas Howard is, is incredibly talented. And there was a lot of really just fun cameos yeah, and, and the thing about that is that, yeah, Bryce Dallas Howard is talented. However, for the first one and a half hours of this movie, she was screaming damsel in distress, and it was it became off-putting because it's a very paint-by-numbers or, or, you know, cut and paste from so many other things. Other things, yeah. Uh, that, that we've seen before in the past. And, you know, really, there were some... Well, like Catherine O'Hara's reveal was like the only one that kind of was like you 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 wanted to see it coming, and you're like, okay, it makes sense, but but it's it, also Catherine O'Hara. It was so the great. one part that okay, so there there there's a spoiler right there for that. But everyone is a spy. Every is, is, your, every, is your big spoiler there? Every person in this entire movie is a spy, and that would have been one that was unseen. However, they telephoned it about. 120 seconds before it occurred. Yep. Right. They they go there. And then like, if you're not paying attention, you might still be like, oh, really? But it's not going to be an, like, oh, you know, it, it's one of those and things. That, there's a line of dialogue where it, it gives it away well before it happens. And then it occurs and it's not shocking anymore at and all. That, and that was like the problem with most of the movie is it didn't trust the audience enough to like go, okay, let's, let's not drag this out because they're probably not going to know. And it's like, we're going to know we're, we're going to know. And, or there's some things if they would have made mention of it once and then it, it happened, you'd be like, Oh, there's that thing. But instead they, they're like, remember earlier when we said this deal, don't forget it. Oh, Hey, just a, a call back to that thing. Just so you didn't forget. And then an hour in after you've been told 10 times, they're like reveal. And you're just like, yeah, you hammered it in that I should really remember that. Yep. Detail. But the fun, the one thing that did make this movie really, really fun is, you know, cloak and dagger spy shit is there. It is popcornable. It's fun. What I really liked is th- at the very beginning, the juxtaposition of Sam Rockwell's character of, yeah, I'm not what you think of when you think of, you know, James Bond's super secret agent spy. This is me. And <clears throat> she keeps... Th- you know, fantasizing it's this Henry Cavill looking character who's like suave, huge, debonair and bulletproof and, 
you know, always has the right things to say and doesn't get hit in the face, but it's really Sam Rockwell, which kind of makes it, you know, fun and ties it down to a human level just a little bit, even though nothing about this movie is really believable in any stretch of the imagination because it's a Matthew Vaughn movie. But then it just springboards off into insanity by the by the mm. third act which is kind of classic for Matthew Vaughn like you think about the first Kingsman movie and everybody's heads blew up in plumes of colored smoke very similar here but Dina says that he made this for his kids I believe it mm. you know I mean it it, it this this it's is a pretty a movie kid friendly spy movie there's no extreme like there's no like shocking or scary deaths in it all of the deaths in it are very cartoony or Mm -hmm. or pretty abrupt like there's one guy who was kind of set up to be like a big bad like a mini boss or something you know and even the main bad guys they just when it comes time for them to be next it's it's easy and it's quick and and it's not like there's no cool one-liners or anything, and it's just they're done. They're over, and they're 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 dead. And there's not a lot of uh, blood or pain or anything action fun. You know, I feel like you know. I guess that makes sense. It, it's a very spy kids. It's like spy it's kids for for grown ups. Grown ups. Yeah, yeah. It's there. It is. There's this one sentence review. It's spy kids for grown ups. And part of me is not mad at about it. Like I'm not gonna say, "Ooh, I didn't like this movie." No, it was fun. It was fun. It was a good time for what it was. You know, when people ask me, oh, is it worth seeing it in the theater? I think all movies are worth seeing in the theater. So that's a bad question to ask me. I I think we all need to go see more movies in the theater just so we can keep getting good movies in the freaking theater. Right. So, yes, go see it in the theater. Do I think that it could have been trimmed down about 19 minutes? Could it have been, you know, it's two hours and 19 minutes long. It did not need those extra 19. It honestly Uh, feels like it's a lot longer it does like when i watched fighter for for last week a hindi movie that was that had an intermission in it and it's two and a half three hours longer whatever that movie felt half as long as this one yeah i'll agree with you it there there was a time in the in the theater that i was kind of like checking checking my time i'm like mm-hmm. hang on a second yeah, it was only an hour this? 10 minutes into it yeah this movie would have been a perfect 90 minute runtime movie. oh and then it should have been that's the thing you know there's there's there was nothing so amazingly written or or created or an envelope pushed with this film that is something we haven't seen before but tell it in a fun way you know and and repackage it in a fun way and give it that Matthew Vaughn like glossy spin colorful choreography laden romp and I, I guess that was the biggest problem is it just felt too long mm. and, and 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 that length made all of the fun twists and turns and plot reveals to be pretty boring I did like the one thing where Sam Rockwell was like oh so I'm this character yeah. in the book which was John Cena and I, was, I thought that was that was fun but anyway yeah, Argyle. It's in theaters. You can see it, and you should. It doesn't have a fun popcorn bucket to go with it that you can fondle later. You can still buy the Dune bucket and and, and go crazy. Yeah, yeah. So I I recommend. It's a matinee. You know, go, go if you're bored. You want to go see something in the theater. Check it out. Have some. Go to the theater. If there's anything you ever take away from this show. Is go to the theater, you know, and 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 just watch. Get a popcorn, get some coke, you know. Don't stand in the A list line if you don't have A list, because <laughs> this guy's gonna knock your skull, dude. I will, um, I will choke you to death in but, front of everybody. But just go, you know. I mean, somehow we're reborn in a place like that. And 
<laughs> Dude, you're going to be unborn in a place like that if you get in front of me in the A-list line. This is true. <laughs> Man. So, yeah, Argyle's playing in theaters right now. It's not making a whole heck of a lot of money at the box office. So, you know, we'll see what its theatrical run looks like. Okay. Well, that is the only movie. Dude, Buttercream Gang is so worth watching. I was in the hoping theater. you were not going to address Dude, that comment. Hundred percent, dude. Buttercream Gang in the theater would be—that's the fathom event we need. Why are we getting Dune anniversary in on the eighteenth no. and nineteenth when we could have Buttercream Gang no. in there? Hundred no. percent, dude. The scenes in Chicago when he's hanging out with like the ne'er do wells and the and the drug dealer guys <laughs> would be here, that much better no. on the big screen. So here's what you need to do: you just need to go rent a theater at the Malco if they still do that. Bring an Xbox, do your own private screen, your buttercream game. <laughs> Freaking weirdos, dude. We should do it. That'd be sick. God, one of these days, I'm I, the. So for those of you that are listening to the show and, Dude, and you need to watch it, man. It's honestly you I don't really need to do shit. Is what <laughs> but what I'm suggesting here is that on our Discord channel, Where's if you, my Christmas gift, buttercream gang it's copy. On, it's on the DVD shelf over there. If if you listen to the show and maybe you don't watch it live, or maybe you do, and you don't know that we have a Discord channel, we have a Discord channel. And Vince, our dis, uh, Discord mod or Twitch mod, he has he gets timed out. He watches. He he has a watch along after the show. So if you want to keep this going and watch a movie with the rest of our our driving speaker box crew here and fans, or we sometimes host really little- fun episodes of twilight zone where mickey rooney's like ah screw it hated this tv show everyone's idiots but uh but you can jump in there and maybe maybe one of these days buttercream gang will be in the discord channel and we'll we'll see and crash crash cast says the buttercream popcorn tub would be shaped like the window widow jenkins (laughs) (laughs) the widow jenkins you help do chores you help do chores on the outside of the of the bucket oh that my gosh fun. no uh, timbo simpy says i rented buttercream game when i stayed home sick in 1992 velvet santa knows he gets time oh <laughs> they want to they, they he do. finds his way oh man yeah dude mickey rooney they want to watch sexy stuff <laughs> good lord <laughs> that okay. was so much fun well, it's time for the box office roundup. We're going to give you the box office report for the previous week, which was February 2nd through 4th, 2024. Jake over here is going to tell you the top 10 movies in America, starting with number 10, working our way up to number one. These are generally domestic numbers only, unless we specify otherwise. Some of the bigger ones that get an international release, we'll mention those too. So yeah, take it away, Jake. Number yeah, coming at number 10, dropping from the seven spot in its seventh week out from WB. Aquaman 2. It's made about 120 million here in the US and around four and a quarter across the globe. So probably not bad globally, but I'm sure that their advertising budget considering the trajectory of these comic book movies. Reshoot budget. And then their CGI get rid of Amber Heard budget for what wasn't able to be done in reshoots was probably Take a, took a big chunk of all that. Giving shout outs to Alabama there. Debbie on Facebook. Hey, says love us lots. Yeah, cool. Yeah, more people from around the world. That's what we need. Coming in at number nine, poor thing in its ninth week out. 2.1 million brought in by it, bringing it up to 
a $28 million total. So not too many dollars. However, I think we still have it showing local too. We do. It's at our AMC. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that one's out there. It's only made about 70 million across the world. I feel like that's one of those that when it hits like streaming, it's going to get a big streaming push. And I mean, 70 million is not bad for that type of film. Yeah. Like weird little indie movie. Indie, indie art film. Yeah. Yep. And then, Coming in just above it at number eight, climbing from the number nine spot, Mm -hmm. American Fiction, $2.4 million this past week. It added 200 theaters uh, in its eighth week out, uh, which has brought it up to 15 million total. So not bad for it to gain some more and, and climb up the list. We'll see where that one goes from here. And then... Coming in at the seven spot, anyone but you. Probably the biggest dip Still it's had in a bit. Money. Yeah. Seven weeks out, $3.4 million brought in by that one, $76 million here in the US. And it's actually made 151 across the world. So how about it? 75, then 75. That one is a an anomaly. A movie that was about to fall off. The list, and it just came back up out of nowhere. Uh, so good for it. Vince on t- Twitch says, anyone but Bo is seeing that, and he's <laughs> yeah. right. And then coming in at the sixth spot, dropping drastically from the number one, Mean Girls, the musical, and it's one month out, brought in 3.8 million, 66.2 so far in the U.S., just a little bit more across the globe, bringing it up to around about 93 million total, which I wouldn't expect that to do well anywhere except for what? Australia, the UK, the UK, yeah, Canada, anywhere where there's like English bitches speak. in high school. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, they were mean. Yeah. Oh, I guess so. Okay. Yeah. All right. They are mean. All right. Fair. Fair then. Okay. Yeah. All right. You can get away with it this time. That works. <laughs> coming in at the halfway mark at number five migration seventh week out 4.2 million 106 so far and around 222 across the another 116 uh, overseas that's pretty wild that one's one of those that they're like oh lost money it's never gonna make it get it out of here and then it's just stuck around it Uh, spread its wings and soared yeah it migrated from the bottom up to the top and mid-range of the top 10 and it's hung out there for seven weeks so far so not bad for that one and then continuing to finally fall down the charts here at number four wonka 4.7 4.7 million. Still here in eight in by weeks. That. Yeah, eight weeks. 201. Thanks, Merle. $201 million brought in by that one here in the U.S. alone. $572.5 million the world over. Which is crazy because most of the reviews were like, meh, Dude, half billion. It's not a good movie at all. It's by it's far away from what a good movie would be. It it made the one with Johnny Depp look amazing. That's true. That one had Christopher Lee. It had, did. Had evil Christopher Lee. Like looking evil back, dentist. Looking back, we did not appreciate what we had at the time. Well, because he was like creepy child toucher with big which is kind of how I imagine Willy Wonka to be. No, I imagine Gene Wilder. Okay, just because. All right. You get nothing, nothing. It's like okay to yell at children, but not okay to be creepy at them. I guess that. But creepy, evil dentist Christopher Lee was very cool. Christopher Lee. But yeah, Wonka, 
still up there making dollars though. And then at the number three spot, dropping out of the top two, Beekeeper, 5.3 million brought in by that one, just under 50 million in the US and it's four weeks out. That one has already gotten enough traction that they've made some new, got some new movies lined up for Statham. So it did what it's supposed to do. I, I still want to watch that movie, but uh, I want to talk about new movies and it's hard to take the extra time to go to the theater. I did see I can watch it at home for 20 bucks. Yeah, it's 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 hitting VOD right now. I mean, it's it's doing well. It made 122 million uh, worldwide. But so. it is it is one of those that I kind of I want to watch in the theater though. Like it just seems like fun in the theater. And then coming in at number two, this is a weird one, guys. Yeah, well, I hey, mean, you know, like this is uh, this Jesus is, take the box office, dude. The Chosen season four episodes one through three assembled together for feature length. Six million bucks. And at number two at the box office. Yeah, it's six million over the weekend. A little bit more money came from somewhere because it's at 7.4 million like, bucks. What the what? Well, and the cool thing about that, we learned when we were talking about the writer's strike is that this it, the the chosen is completely like it's crowdfunded. I know, which is makes it even more insane. So there's no budget. That's that's seven point four million dollars they made with nothing. They have to worry and about. They probably don't back. even have to pay tax on it. <laughs> I'm sure they do, but no, uh, they just for Jesus. I've watched money a couple for Jesus. I've watched a couple of episodes of the show, like a couple of episodes in the first season. And it's not bad. It has a decent production value, honestly. You know, and it, it's it's not a terrible show to watch. But it is weird to see that it's the number two Dude, film. That's strange to me. What a weird time to be alive. Taylor Swift and Jesus Television taking over. I don't know, man. <laughs> and then coming in at the top spot, even though they're saying it made none of the dollars, Argyle for the weekend brought in 17.5 million in the U.S., just under 35 the world over. They are not happy with that that number. I think they're see trying lots to of- pump it up a lot and get this big, big hype you know, behind it, but I think it said it had a two million, two hundred million dollar budget for that movie. Mm, really? And 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 the cat looked that bad. Well, it says so on CBR the other day. It said that the film was reportedly acquired by Apple for two hundred million dollars. You know, and I think that I'll watch it at some point. The fifty million was probably its estimated production budget, but Apple bought it. For two hundred million, because you know they want to. Once it hits streaming, they want it to be exclusive, right? Mm-hmm. So, so technically, at, then it's two hundred and fifty million dollars was spent on this month on this movie. But how does Apple know that that's going to be an, a wise investment when it hits streaming? Like streaming is so weird, man. I just want to point out that Godzilla minus one was made on a inflated reported budget of 13 million dollars but dina let us all know that it was less than that and it has a picture perfect flawless godzilla through a lot of that movie and the cat in a 250 million dollar movie looks real bad Mm mm-hmm it do there you go it do 
Yeah, that's a bummer for them, <clears throat> yeah. man. I think they were banking on star power, but I, uh, I, I bet a large part of that is that the trailer is more confusing and has more twists and turns than the movie does. the movie does. itself does. Uh, yeah. So everyone's like, I don't know what I'm going to get into by going to watch this movie. Yeah. And truthfully... It didn't have the same pacing and tone of the trailer to me when I sat in the theater. If I wasn't sitting here <clears throat> talking to you all about this, I would have had no reason to watch that movie. I, too, would have waited for it to be available elsewhere mm-hmm. and stumble across it and be like, oh, what's this? And then watch it and be like, oh, Sam Rockwell's fun. That's Always. cool. And then not care about it anymore. Yeah, but, it's not a, it's not memorable. But And you know what? Another thing, too, I've already seen most of this movie because Sam Rockwell is most of this movie. And I've already watched it on Netflix a couple of years ago in Mr. Right. Oh, yeah. It's the exact same character, except instead of being an assassin, he's a spy. And instead of it being red hair, Anna, what's her name? Pitch Perfect Girl. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Instead of being her, it's red hair Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. All they did was change the girl, but they kept the Sam Rockwell the same. It's the same. But that's fine, because Sam Rockwell's perfect. But it's the exact same character. I know. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, anyway, that's our show. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever it is you prefer, be it Facebook Live, YouTube Live, or Twitch, which is where we like to be. If you do follow us on Twitch, you can get access to the Twitch pre-show where we come up here and just shoot the shoot the shit with you guys every week before the show and no topic left unturned. And if you're listening to this AI processed podcast on wherever it is you download your podcast then i hope that ai did a good job scrubbing this and maybe you won't even hear this part of the podcast because ai will scrub it out so they'll never know that it was ai we'll see but anyway don't forget to tune in next week same time monday night eight o'clock central standard time and you can get in live thanks for everybody that was in the twitch and in the chat and in the youtube and all that stuff we we love hanging out with you guys and if you want to keep the keep the 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 fun times rolling you can always jump in our discord and check out movie time with with our mod vince he's going to be showing a movie over there on our streaming channel in the discord so you can get in on that so as always i'm bo the boom operator i'm the grip And we will see you guys next week. As you leave the theater, folks, please be careful. Don't let this happen to your car. Be sure to remove the speaker before you leave. If you should accidentally pull a speaker loose, please turn it in at our snack bar or box office. Thank you.